Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is not so high on cane sauce, Brandon Siegel. How you doing? You know, Trevor, you've you've uh, you've opened a bag of worms here. You just everything's out now. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's a hot take, uh, but I don't really think it's a hot take. Cane sauce sauce just isn't good. It just isn't. I mean, I don't know why people think it's it's ranch with a couple extra spices. I mean, that's all it is. You guys, your favorite sauce is ranch, okay? Uh, which is pretty disappointing. Um, and it, where this comes from, I, I've had canes twice in my life. I had it once my freshman year of college, and I had it once last week. Or a couple days ago, I don't know. The last week, we'll say. Um, and I, like, retried it. I put a whole ranking system, uh, which I showed these guys. And, uh, yeah, canes just isn't it. It's just not that good. And I know people, like, swear by it. and get People buy, like, a cup of their sauce. I mean, you guys are buying Newman's Own with spices. That's all you're getting, you know? And, uh, of course, the third member of the podcast, Ben O'Brien, who uh, has many intelligent opinions, agrees with me that their sauce is just – it's just not good. Yeah, Brandon, but we're starting off the podcast today with – I would say it's a hot take. I mean, like, I agree with you, but I would say that most people would probably disagree with us. So we're uh... – I just, We're starting off I just, like, pretty hot get, here. You're going right in today. You're not, you're not holding back I at guess, all. I guess, I mean, Trevor you, Trevor could have said, you know, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. It's sunny. You know, Trevor, instead he's like, Trevor Brandon hates cane sauce. Yeah, no, he wanted to put us out there like that. He wanted to Trevor to chose violence it's, today. It's, chose it's a bad yeah. take. That's that's all I'm going to say because cane sauce is amazing. It's so not a bad well, take. Trevor, you're it's crazy that it's unpopular. Maybe it's not so like, bad a take. That's all right. If, if we if we had a poll on Twitter or something, I bet they would vote in my favor. I'm pretty I, I do agree. I agree. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, people love that sauce, and it just isn't that good. That's just a fact of the world, you know. So, soon, everyone will accept that it's this ranch. It'll happen one day. But let's let's talk about some sports, as this is a sports podcast and not a sauce podcast. Um, and first up, we have uh, baseball. Look at this, Ben. We're talking about some baseball. But you read that the way you read that, you like didn't know what you were going to talk about, and then you were like, <laughs> I could sense like that, like the first split second, you were like oh, baseball, and then you like made it sound like it's entertaining to talk about. Because you were like, oh, baseball. I thought that was interesting. Well, so it's interesting that you say that because I'm the one that brought this topic yeah, up to talk about. Um, and I, I actually did want to talk about baseball today. I understand it's a rarity because uh, baseball is not the greatest. Um, but we had a lot of developments this past week. A lot of trades happened. Really big trades. Like the same four teams with the most money buying all the good players. Um, so like, I mean, do you, I don't even have the list in front of me. Do you have all the, the big trades in front of you? I mean, we had Scherzer and... Trey Turner going to the Dodgers or Correct. whoever. Yeah. Do you have some of them up? I, I have some no, of them up, too. I mean, so, like, yeah, Scherzer and Trey Turner will go to the Dodgers. The Yankees get – well, they got Anthony Rizzo, but mm-hmm. I want to say they got somebody – They got oh, they got Joey Gallo from the Rangers, who's, like, you know, a power hitter. Um, the Mets got Javi Baez. Basically, it's just name a Cubs player, and they probably went to a big market team. Um, Chris Bryant went to the Giants, who are in first place currently. Um, those are the big names. I, I Obviously, I'm not going to know all the – the smaller teams but those are again just t- tell me a, a team that's always good so like yankees you could probably name a couple players dodgers you can name a couple players giants name a couple players um so i mean again same thing every year it's the the teams that can spend will spend and the teams that can't afford to spend will not spend so you know it's interesting seeing like, like the, the trey turner and max scherzer deal to me is really interesting they gave up four prospects they might be good okay but who cares it's not even what's important uh, the, the the Nationals traded two of the best players in the MLB. Is that, is that an accurate statement, Ben? Can mm-hmm. I say that? Uh, yeah, that's 100%. 100%. Um, I looked it up. Accurate. Trey Turner has like 18 home runs right now. Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in the league. He was an all-star this year. Same with Trey Turner. Um, and 
I, I, I mean, this, this is an issue, right? Like, I'm not the only one to think that this is, like, an incredible issue. And I, I know people could say, well, oh, well, look, Russ just got traded. You know, Russell Westbrook and the NBA got traded. But he got traded for a lot of stuff. Three players, multiple picks. I mean, it's not like they just gave him whatever, you know? They gave three good players, you know, whether I guess whether they're good or not, you can argue. Um, but, I mean, this happens all the time in the MLB. We see, I mean, these are two of the top players getting traded for, for four prospects, you know? I, this this is an issue, right? Like this this, how can how can you be a baseball fan of a team that is not the Dodgers and say this is you know an acceptable thing to see as a fan? Ben, what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, I agree with you. Like, and it's no secret. I think people that are fans of not the Yankees and the Dodgers will say like not having a salary cap sucks and like it's not fun. But I do think a lot of people. You gotta think about it. So a lot of people that watch baseball. Um, a lot of it has to do with tradition, right? And the, the people that watch baseball don't like a lot of change. Um, again, that's part of the reason why they don't want to go to robot umps because it's you know it's a change, and people it, baseball is a, a, a foundation of tradition. Um, so I think a big thing with baseball is they don't want to have a salary cap because it kind of goes against everything that baseball has stood for. I mean, baseball when baseball was founded and started, obviously there are no salary caps. The teams that could buy players bought players. The teams that couldn't wouldn't buy players. But again, in today's world, in today's society. When money is just obviously so much more important and so much more of an impact in society than it was 151 years ago or whatever, um, I think you gotta have a salary cap. And again, maybe that's just because I'm a fan of the smallest market in baseball, the poorest team in baseball, uh, a team that will never win a World Series as long as the current way baseball is going is happening because they can't afford to. Um, so yeah, Brent, I would I would say I agree with you. But again, maybe we should bring a Yankees fan on here, and maybe they'll say, I don't know, what you're talking about baseball is the greatest sport ever because my team. <laughs> Is good every year and still can't win a World Series. I don't know, so it just it just depends on enough. who you ask. It depends on who you ask what their what their you know values are on tradition or growing the game. Because I think baseball right now wants to hold tradition, but they don't necessarily want to grow the game, and that's obviously a big issue with baseball. Um, and see, I I think like oh go ahead Ben. No no, no I was just go gonna ahead. say. So again, like you said, this happens every year, and every year it brings up the same conversation of are we gonna keep doing this every year? Are we gonna keep letting the Dodgers and the Yankees? Um, and like the Mets, are they going to keep buying all the same players every year? And every year they're going to be good. And every year my team or whoever's team is just going to keep giving away all the good players because they can't afford them. So again, it's just yeah, a conversation that comes up every year. Right. And I've talked about on the podcast uh, before about all, I mean, the, just so many issues that the MLB has. And, you know, Trevor, last question on this topic because none of us are, I guess, been bigger than the two of us. We're not really MLB fans. I'm definitely not. In fact, I'm, I hate the MLB. Um, but this kind of begs the question, you know, they they want to keep this tradition to, to help the game, but wouldn't you say that, like, it's almost the exact opposite? I mean, the, keeping this tradition of no salary cap is, is destroying the game. There's, there's 24, 20 teams that have no shot of ever winning, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. as an Orioles fan, I, I, how can I watch this every year? The Orioles are terrible. They're never going to be good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, and I, I guess I would just add to that point when you guys are talking about the salary cap, it kind of feels like a vicious cycle. Like, if these smaller market oh, yeah. teams can't pay you know these really good players these stars and they're just going to trade them to the the big market teams then these new prospects that may end up being good like you look at you know some of these like right they're trading the stars for more prospects but even if those prospects end up panning out and being more stars then they're just going to also trade those players in five six years from now anyway it seems like so it's kind of like a vicious cycle at least that's kind of how i Mm -hmm. see it and that's That's a pretty big issue i would say and I'll, I'll make this last point, and that's something I just thought of. Another thing with 
the issues that arise when you put a salary cap into place in a sport that hasn't had it in 150 years is okay. You have if you're going to have you know the league office, Rob Manfred, the, the commissioner of baseball, say, oh yeah, we're going to start putting a cap on how much you guys can make. The players already don't like Rob Manfred. There's already a lot of tension between the players' union and MLB. So if the MLB comes out and starts saying, yeah, teams can only pay you this much money, I don't think it's going to go well. I just think there there's already a lot of tension between the two sides. Especially right now, there's no way you could put a salary cap in because players want their money. If you're going to tell a player, oh yeah, you can no longer a team can no longer afford you to you know or afford to pay you forty million dollars a year, I don't think players are going to like that. So yeah, again, it goes back to the idea of money, and the good players are going to get paid, and the bad players aren't going to get paid. And it's just honestly, it's just kind of how baseball's been, and it's probably how baseball's going to be for a long time because I just can't see these two sides ever coming to a an agreement, at least as long as Manfred's in there. Um, to where they're okay with limiting how much a, a team can pay you. Yeah, and like even even more to add to that, it, it would, I mean, how many? It wouldn't even be possible. You know, what number do yeah. you deem as the number for the salary cap? Yeah. And all you know, the Yankees and Dodgers got to take away two hundred mm-hmm. million and you know roster changes. It's gonna create this flux. There's gonna be like this huge flux of really yeah. good players just going to other teams just because those teams can't. They're paying mm-hmm. too many players. It's gonna be such a weird dynamic that'll never happen. And, you know, it's at the point that not only is it killing the sport, um, but this is one of just many, many reasons uh, why baseball is struggling. So, you know, we'll have to see. I, I know we don't talk about baseball often on here, but I thought this was important to mention and talk about um, at least uh, once a year mention of how baseball is unfair. Um, but let's continue to the end of Small Talk. Obviously, a short Small Talk today with Small Talk Trivia. Um, and that is where we each ask each other a question. We have a running scoreboard um, and uh, what, what is the scoreboard, Trevor, Ben, whichever one of you has it. Yeah, so Ben's still in the lead. He's been in the lead, I think, since we started. He has five and a half points. You know uh, Brandon has four points, and I have two points. Interesting, okay. Um, so to start, Trevor, you will be asking me a question. It will go, Trevor asks me, I ask Ben, and Ben asks Trevor a question today. All right, so... I know we're not in college basketball season, but I was watching uh, a YouTube video this morning just like going over the past 21 uh, college basketball national championships just because mm-hmm. that's what I do in, uh, in early August, um, I guess. But my question is, who is the player that, has, that scored the most points in a single men's college basketball national title game of all time? So of all of the college basketball... Uh, national titles that we've had in the men's game. Who is the player that has scored the most in a national title game? Oh God! Oof. Okay, this is not this a question a... for Brandon. Oof. Yeah, this is this is this is like one of the most atrocious questions you could have asked me. I mean, there's no way I'm gonna know it. Anytime remembering anything, I'm not gonna know. Um, I mean, my my guess would be like Kareem. You know, back in the day. That'd probably be my guess. I don't, honestly don't even know if he... I mean, I'm sure he won stuff. But I'll go with Kareem. I don't want to say too much because I don't know if Ben will know this. I'm imagining that I'm not correct, but I'll, I'll say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as my guess. This this is... Trevor, you could have asked me many questions. This one would, was not going to be to my <laughs> forte. Okay, so um, saying Kareem, I, I would have given you the credit if it was Kareem or Lou Alcindor, his former name. Unfortunately, it is neither of those names. Um, mm. Kareem or well, – You had me. For a second there, I was like, did I actually get that right? <laughs> no, technically uh, Lou Alcindor actually had uh, – That is true. He had the, he was he had the fourth – 
highest uh, scoring performance in a single game, but uh, the answer is not correct. So, Ben, you now have an opportunity to steal for a half a point. Trevor, this is like the hardest question ever. Because yeah, I don't, I I don't think it's that. I, don't, first, I mean, for me, it's not incredibly difficult, but obviously. Okay, well, <laughs> when you first asked, I was thinking like, I was thinking recently, and then Brandon said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I was like, oh, shoot, this could be any year in the past 70 years or whatever. Like, I was like, I have no idea. Um, so, like, I had a guess, but that's more recent. I feel like, if anything, I maybe there's more scoring now, but I don't know, man. This is so hard. <laughs> Honestly, I probably would just guess Kareem, too. Um, not Kareem. Oh, man. I guess I have a guess, but it's such a basic guess that I'm like, I don't even know if I want to guess it. Um, because, like, recently, I guess, like, I, so I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not going to guess this, but I'll tell you what I was going to say. And if it's right, I'm going to be so upset. But I was, I was just going to guess Derrick Rose. I don't know. He was on Memphis. He was clearly the best player on that team. Uh, that was going to be my guess. But now I'm thinking. Did they make a national championship? Yeah, they, yeah, they lost they, the they lost. in, like, 2008 or whatever. Gotcha. Um, come on, Brandon. Um, but I don't want to do that, so I'm just going to guess. There was the year that, that Larry Bird and Magic Johnson played, like, 79 or whatever in the championship game. I'll just say Magic Johnson. That's my final answer. Okay. So the answer is not Magic Johnson. Um, the, the reason why I, I – well, actually, my, my – I don't know if I would have actually gotten this question right if it was asked to me, but my answer either would have been Kareem or the actual answer, and the answer is Bill Walton. Uh, Bill Walton, wow. another UCLA player, scored 44 points in the 1973 National Championship game. The reason why I know that is because I've, I've read uh, one of John Wooden's books, so I know how good Bill Walton was in college. But um, yeah. that, that's the so, answer. So my thought process there was there's no way it's going to be a player in our lifetime because yeah. they don't score. Like the team scores a good amount, maybe more than like in the old days, but not, there's never like players. Like it's hard to score 20 points in a game in college. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's got to – that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's got to be someone who did, like, 50 in a college game one time. And I was like, I don't know, Kareem scores a lot. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I mean, that was – That was kind of, yeah. like, my thought process. So that's definitely a good good guess, for sure. All right. It is now my turn. Uh, ben, I have a much easier question Thank than you. what was just asked to us. <laughs> okay. Um, so you got a little lucky here. It, it, it's, it's actually pretty simple. What quarterback – and all I need is a name. I, you don't got to give me a year or, like, what the actual stat was – what quarterback had the highest recorded QBR in a single season? Just need Dude, a name of a quarterback. You think that's, that's easier than my question? I, I do. I, I do. do not. Oh, I do. man. Dude, highest QBR in a single season. Oh, man, the only thing is I know for a fact I've looked at that because I probably thought about asking that as a question before. But I don't. Like I don't know the answer, so I could I guess I could think through it, but I, there's not a name that comes out. I guess there is one name that sticks out, but I don't know if that's right. Um, Brandon, can you just, you don't have to tell me, and if you know, okay. just your decision to tell me, but I just have a question. Could you tell okay. me, could you define to me what QBR actually is? Like, what does it measure? If you don't, um, if you don't know and you don't want to tell me, that's fine, but I just feel like, I just want to know if, if, if I could know. I can, like, try my best to explain. It's, I believe it's an ESPN stat, just, quarterback just, rating, and it, it, it somehow takes in effect, like, expected points and win probability, um... And okay. let's see, I have a thing here. Divvying up credit on a pass play, for instance, there's a few basic components, the pass protection, the throw, the catch, the run after the catch. So essentially, it it takes in a lot of factors of uh, this purely the quarterback's play. So like, it seems like if he misses a pass, but it's because... It, basically, another way to think about it is what quarterback had like 
the as close to a perfect season yeah. individually okay. as possible. I gotcha. So I have two. I have two people in mind. I'm only gonna guess one. Well, obviously, I can only guess one of them. Um, if it's if it's the other one and Trevor gets it right, I'm gonna be so upset. Um, I, I want to go with my gut, and I should because that's the way that trivia has been going. But I'm not gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna go with Drew Brees. Seems like an easy answer. Drew Brees. All right, Drew Brees is incorrect. Okay. Not a bad guess. He is seventh and eighth. Sounds like there's a pretty bad guess on then. here. Jeez. Individual seasons. Um, to, he is. Let's see. Let me do some math. Four point seven points away from the top person. So Trevor, it goes to you. I really do not think this question is that difficult. Uh, who do you think this quarterback is? Okay, so best QBR in a single season, um, all time. So the highest. Mm-hmm. And you said Brees had 7th and 8th. Okay. So that at least maybe can help me a little bit. Um, I had one guy that was kind of sticking out. I mean, there's certain, like, I can narrow it down, right? So maybe, I guess it is easier than my question because I can narrow it down maybe a little bit easier um, between, like, the top guys. So in my thought process, for sure, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Tom Brady, you look at Patrick Mahomes. Um, you look at, um, see, I'm, it's hard for me to know uh, with the older quarterbacks how good of QBR they would have had. Like, could so, Joe Montana be in the discussion? Maybe. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you there because I think I thought both of you knew this. QBR was not tracked until, I mean, it's not it's, like it's newer. that recently. It is newer. It's yeah, not. it's newer. Yeah, yeah right. it's so, newer. I'm trying to find, like, the earliest number I see on here in terms of year. It's But it's um, definitely I can, recent, like, look up I one think. QBR I, it looks like like mid two thousands was the earliest. So Joe Montana will not right. Be on this list. Okay, I, Ben, you knew that, right? I did. I knew it was a newer step. Okay, okay. okay I was, okay. I was. I didn't want to give him an advantage. I was thinking possibly, but my my answer was going to be someone recent anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's like Mahomes, Rogers, Brady. I mean, I think even like Stafford had like a good one or two. Um, maybe. Um, for some reason that name's sticking in my mind. QBR in a single season. Man, even like Wentz that one year, I feel like might have had a good one. The one that one specific year. Yeah, his MVP um, year. He was a candidate. Yeah, so it is. It is pretty. It's pretty tough, but I can at least think of the possibilities. I don't think Peyton has a good. I don't think it's going to be Peyton. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I. I, uh, I I think I'm going to go with my original gut. It's see if it's someone that's like not one of the top guys all time, then then I'm fine with getting it wrong. But I feel like I have to guess the person who was my uh, first gut, and that's Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I'm gonna finalize my answer of Aaron Rodgers. Alrighty, Aaron Rodgers is also incorrect. He is number three and four on here. I I really when I came up with this question, I was like, surely these two dudes are gonna get it. I mean, one of them will. It's the answer is Tom Brady, um, two thousand seven. He had a QBR of eighty seven. Number two is Peyton Manning in two thousand six. He had a yeah. QBR of eighty six point four. I'm very upset. Um, yeah, I mean, wasn't the two thousand seven? Was that what season was the two thousand seven season? Yeah, for the that Patriots? was the year they went undefeated. No, it totally, it yeah, totally I mean, makes I, sense. I just, I don't, it's. I'm, I'm that's upset. why, like, when I came up with this question, I was like, I feel like this is kind of a, a little softball question. 
Especially for two guys that love Tom Brady. But I was it, like, come but on, it, he's got it. But miss. I also, in the back of my mind, was like, is Brandon going to ask a question that's going to prop up Tom Brady? I don't really think so. So I, that was, that I was mean, like a little... I mean, here's the thing. I don't like Tom Brady, but he's the greatest quarterback of all time. What, what am I going to try to debate that okay. fact? Come on now. I'm upset that I got that wrong, but I mean, oh well. there's no debate. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. It's not even really close. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I'm upset I got a Tom Brady question wrong, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Too. All right. Uh, who am I asking? I'm asking Trevor. All right, Trevor. You're asking Trevor. Perfect. You got a chance to redeem yourself right here. Trevor, another NFL question. Um, history question, too, so I don't have faith that Brandon will get, get it right, but we'll see. Uh, Trevor, what NFL team has scored the most points in a single Super Bowl game? Okay, one Super Bowl. What team, so you got a 132 chance of getting this right, has scored the most points in a single Super Bowl game? Oh, okay. Mo- most, most points in a single Super Bowl game. Um, yep. So I, I don't want to give Brandon anything, obviously, but I feel like I know the answer. Um, there's one team specifically that I know how many points they scored in a in a certain Super Bowl, and I feel like that number would have been hard to beat by anyone else. I'm just trying to think. I know certainly in recent memory, there's no one that scored that much in a Super Bowl. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I'm going to lock in this answer. I think I'm... I don't want to say I'm super confident, but I think this is the answer. I think the answer is the San Francisco 49ers. They uh, they scored 55 points in a game with Joe Montana back in the uh, late 80s, I believe. Trevor, that is correct. Not even giving Brandon a chance to steal. Yeah, 1990, they beat uh, the Denver Broncos 55-10. to 10. Yeah. Thanks, okay, Trevor. I thought it was going to be tough because I was kind of thinking, and maybe secretly I was hoping – You'd say the 85 Bears because they, you know, destroyed the Patriots, but they only scored 46. Yes. 1990-49ers scored 55 points in a single game. Trevor, good job. I did not think you'd get that right. I, I definitely would not have gotten that one right. Um, I felt like that was a tough question, but maybe it wasn't. So, good for you. Good job. For Just for reference, I also knew the answer. So really? I didn't did, think you Trevor, knew that yeah, at all. Yeah, I did know that one. I did not know that at all. <clears throat> I knew that one. All right, let's move on to randomly ranked. Uh, this is where we take a completely ridiculous random topic and we rank it very self-explanatory today we have kind of a weird one i don't know who came up with it it was when i was away from the mic ben as 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 he does (laughs) the man the myth the legend coming up with topics for us um it is the most ridiculous minor league baseball team names you know we talked about baseball earlier let's bring baseball back and i'm gonna go first because there's no way if you guys take mine i'm gonna remember any of them (laughs) so um my number three most ridiculous name I gotta go with the Amarillo Sod Poodles. I I don't know what that is. I have no I don't clue what a Sod Poodle is. I, I I just I just don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now, and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out together. Uh, Sod Poodle. Yeah, I I don't by the logo. I mean, there's no way anyone would ever know what this is. I I mean, a poodle no a poodle that thing swims or or is it? It doesn't even look like it a does, dog. It doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It looks like a chipmunk. Yeah, it looks like, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a ridiculous name. Not menacing in the slightest bit. Uh, next, I'm going to go with the Fresno Tacos. And more so it's ridiculous because I shouldn't want to eat uh, the mascot. You know? Like, I, I think that's a bad thing. And the number one worst team name, or I guess most ridiculous worst, I don't know. I mean, this one's terrible. It was voted last year as the worst team name, so I'm going to say it. It's the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I don't know what they were thinking with that name. Is a trash panda a raccoon? Dude, who knows? It looks like it. Like, it looks like a picture of a raccoon, like, in a trash can in the logo. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this logo or this, I don't know. Minor League Team's got some weird stuff going on, but I left plenty of great ones on this list uh, for all of you to say. So, uh, who wants to go next? I feel like I always pick. Who wants to go next? I, I'll go next because I feel like I always go last, and sometimes it's cool to go last, and then it's not. So, I'll let Trevor go last just because I feel like he never gets to go last. Is that cool, Trevor? Do you care? Yeah, that's cool with me. Unless you want to go so I don't take any of yours, but like... Brandon actually, Brandon took two of mine, so I'm uh, I'm looking Okay, so I'll give you time. So start searching for some And this will will give you time to to do your research. Perfect, so then I will go. Um, My number, I'm going to give an honorable mention. I had to give an honorable mention uh, to Savannah Bananas. Awesome name. Savannah Bananas. Bananas. I I disagree. I disagree. That's a great name. That's actually really good. I kind of, that's why I had to make like an honorable mention because I didn't want to put it on my list, but I felt like I, I had to give it credit. The Savannah Bananas, I think it's a cool name. And they're like TikTok famous. They got like a bunch of followers on TikTok. I, I see them on TikTok all the time. Um, so shout out to the Savannah Bananas. Um, my number three, I'm going to go with the, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm guessing it's O-Rem, O-Rem Utah, the O-Rem Owls. Okay. And you might not, you might think owls, that's lame. That's not obscure, but it's owls with a Z. So shout out to the oh. shout out to the owls with a Z, the O-Rem owls from Utah. Um, you know, what are their colors? They're like red and blue. I think they're like their mascots. Okay, like, it's not atrocious. They're, it's like red and blue, and I think they got yellow in there. It's not. It, it looks like a like a fine logo, but it's owls with a Z. So I was like, all right, I feel like that uh, that deserves that could better. be that could be like a gamer tag I used when I was like eleven years old. <laughs> <laughs> owls with a, yeah, O-Rem yeah. owls with a Z. Oh yeah, it just you know mixed up a little bit. Owls with an S—that's that's basic. You don't want to do that, so you gotta throw in the Z there. Um, so that's my number three. My number two, and I'm a big fan of this name. Okay, we got the normal corn belters. Okay, the normal what? corn belters. First of all, you're playing, and I don't want to disrespect any minor league baseball players. Very tough. Very clear that it's not not easy to play minor league baseball. But you're playing in a, in a town called Normal Illinois, Illinois, not Illinois. Normal Illinois. That's already tough. Now you're playing for a team called the Normal Corn Belters. Um, that's a rough one. And again, their mascot's just like a picture of corn, but it looks like it's like half asleep. Like it looks really tired. And like the hair, it's just bad. It looks really bad. Um, so shout out to the Normal Corn Belters. Uh, that's clearly a pretty bad one. Number one, I had to put it, and it's a minor league team that plays very close to uh, to where I live, just over the river in Kentucky. Um, it's not even, I'm pretty sure it's like an independent team. I don't even think they're affiliated with a minor league team. I think they're like lower than any minor league teams affiliated with the major league team is. Um, but shout out to the Florence y'alls. They are the Florence y'alls. Like, you know, Brandon, how I'd say like, like, like sup y'all like down in the South. Um, they are the, the, that's their name. They are the Florence y'alls. And what it is, is there's a very famous water tower in Florence. When you get there, it it says Florence y'all on it. Like that's what the water tower says. Florence y'all. Um, oh, so they're okay. named after that, you know, famous. Like I've seen that water tower in like a history book that I read in college. So like it's kind of famous, I guess. But you're playing for a team called the Yalls. Like that's that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Okay, so I had to put that at number one. The Florence Yalls, uh, down in Florence, Kentucky, not too far from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, Trevor. I, hopefully, I gave you some time to to find some very uh, obscure ones. I'm very excited to see what what you have for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, Brandon took two of my good ones. But uh, number three, I'm going to start off with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, I just thought nice. that was pretty solid. I, you know, Again, like kind of the point Brandon made, like uh, this is something I would want to eat. Like I love shrimp, so uh, definitely a solid one there, I would say. Uh, number two, 
Uh, this one, I think I'm going to go with the Quad Cities River Bandits. I'm not even sure where Quad Cities is. It's uh, <laughs> an affiliate of the Kansas City Royals. Um, but yeah, the River Bandits. It's, you know, kind of obscure, but it's eh, it's actually kind of cool. And then number one, I'm glad that no one has said this one because this was my personal favorite as far as ridiculousness goes. And it is the Binghampton Rumble Ponies. Big fan of this name. <laughs> uh, I, think I think it's probably the greatest, the greatest name of anyone. And um, yeah, the yeah Rumble I don't know. Ponies. that's something I'm going to remember to use as like... I don't know. Maybe a name when we do our fantasy football draft or something. So it was like a pony not scary enough, and they were like... Honestly, if you look at their logo, I like their logo. It's kind of menacing. Yeah, I like it. Don't look up Rumble Ponies. It actually is cool. I like it. You know, the more I think about it, I like this name. The Rumble Ponies. Ooh, I do kind (laughs) of like their mascot. I I like it. Okay. The Rumble Ponies. That's just an interesting name. Uh, the Savannah Bananas still take it for me. I, I, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the best one. It rhymes. To, you, it's, that's great. You got to find them on TikTok. That's, they got some good TikToks. I'll have to look them up. I'll have to look them up. Shout out to their TikTok. Yeah, of course. All right, let's keep on. Actually, wait. Before we move on, because we didn't mention this in small talk, we probably should mention it. We had a, a major league baseball team change their name. True. You know? Oh, were, that's true. We, I didn't that's that. true. Was that like like did the, we the, that last the Cleveland week? Indians will be moving to the Cleveland Guardians? Yes, and for those who don't know, there is a background as why they're the Guardians. Do either of you know it? Isn't it based? I thought I, I read it's based on like the security guards or something. Kind of, yes, kind of. Trevor, do you do you know? I not not really. I, I saw like a little bit, but not really. So when you go over the bridge that's like right next to the yeah. stadium, there are two Guardians. They're called the Guardians of Traffic. Okay. Um. And, like, a lot of, like, Cleveland promo things they're always in, they're just kind of, like, a big part of, like, it's these, they're nice-looking statues, and they're the guardians of traffic. Um, so I actually really like the name, and I think the stuff they came up with is really good. I mean, it's definitely better than Indians. Indians that, that name had to go. Um, but the guardians, I really like. Did you guys like it? or Because so, I know most of yeah. my friends hate it. So I don't, I don't hate it. First of all, I think it's funny because, like, you know, Cleveland sucks anyway, so I think it's kind of funny. Um, okay, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I don't think the name Guardians is that bad. Like it's fine. But I just think like you know their their new G or whatever, and their like their graphics are just basically it's the same thing. They just tweaked like one or two things. I just think they went kind of lazy on that aspect. Yeah. Of tweaking like it's just Indians See, and they changed like the first couple letters. I agree. And then with that. like yeah, it's just I, they turned the C the logo, into like though, a G and it, it looks pretty much the same. So I just think that they went they got lazy on that part of it. The logo with like the wings and stuff and the G, it looks bad. really good. Dude, Wait, really? I think it's bad. Oh, I like Wait, it. which logo? You're talking about the logo with the G's with the baseball between it? Yeah, with the baseball. Dude, yeah, I yeah, think it's bad. Yeah. I think it's bad I too. Like it. I agree with Ben. I think I'm like I'm like one of the only people that like really likes that. I I really like the uh, the logo. I think they I don't know. a lot. So with the name, I mean, honestly, like I, I don't really care too much. Like they they had, of course, they were gonna change it to something. They kind of had to. Um, so the Guardians, like I don't know, like it's fine, I guess. I'm not an Indians fan, right? Or a, I'm not a Cleveland fan in general. So it's like it's fine. You know, I'm I'm not either. But um, I, I really like it. But I think they definitely did seem to go a little lazy as far as the graphics and the logos, like keeping the same lettering. 
um, with Guardians, I feel like that's not the way to go. You you got to just go with something new, I feel like, at that point. And then the logo also is going to need some work. I personally did not like the Gs with the, the baseball and the wings. I think that also is going to oh, need some work I loved there. it. I put it in the Discord so you guys can see it, but I, I love it. I think it looks so cool. I think it'll look cool on a hat. I don't know. I, it seems like I'm the only one that thinks this, so maybe my opinion's <laughs> bad. I don't know. Um, but let's move on. Enough baseball talk for the next year. We won't talk about baseball again. Um, and we got uh, some big NBA news the other day. I don't know if anyone saw. Trevor, were you looped in? Uh, there was a big trade oh, yeah. to the Lakers. Did you hear huge about it? Huge trade. Yes, I did. Uh, huge trade. We had Russell Westbrook uh, going with two two second-round picks, going to the Lakers uh, from Washington, going to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, who uh, I would have given him away for a lot less uh, than than a second-round pick. Uh, as uh, I forgot, Shannon Sharp said he'd give him up for a box of cookies, and honestly, I'd rather have the box of cookies, so I think that's the better deal there. Uh, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, KCP, and the 22nd pick that happened on this past draft we saw on Thursday. Um, yeah. So really, really big trade, and uh, a lot to break down here uh, for sure. Lots to break down. Trevor, I'm going to leave this to you. Because uh, you know we got a, we got a lot of things to say. What's going to happen with the Wizards? Does Russ fit with the Lakers? All this type of stuff. So I'm just going to hand it off to you. Yeah. So it's definitely an interesting trade. I was I was a little surprised by it for sure. Um, didn't really expect uh, Westbrook to become in the Lakers. Uh, so I'll start with the Lakers vantage point. Um, Russell Westbrook is probably in terms of fit, probably one of the worst possible teammates that you could ever want for LeBron. Um, to be honest with you, like it just, it's not a good fit at all in any sense of the word. Um, they both are ball dominant players who are very good facilitators, very good at, um, getting the ball into other people's hands and creating shots for others. Um, neither of them are particularly great shooters. Now LeBron, he's obviously become a better shooter. Um, at one point last season, he was actually shooting 40% from three that did dip a little bit, but LeBron has obviously become a better shooter. Russell Westbrook has never been a good shooter. And to put a bad shooter on the floor with LeBron, where he is known for taking a lot of uh, bad shots, just known for his bad shot selection, that is not a recipe for success, I feel like, for the Lakers. However, I think the one good part about this addition is that looking at the regular season, right? Obviously, LeBron, he's, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's going on 37. Um, I think it is definitely beneficial for him to have a decent amount of rest during the regular season. Obviously, this past year, he kind of went full throttle. It seemed like he was kind of going for the MVP. He was playing a lot of minutes, and then we saw him got injured, right? So I would expect LeBron to be a little more conscious of that. I would expect him to rest a lot, take more games off, and I think he has the ability to do so with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis as long as both of them are healthy because Russell Westbrook, although he does have some limitations with the shooting, uh, particularly when it comes to playoff time, Russell Westbrook can win you some regular season games for sure. He showed that even last season with the Wizards, even though he isn't quite the same player athletically that he was back in his MVP season. And then you obviously add to that, if Anthony Davis is healthy, we know how great of a player Anthony Davis is, especially on the defensive end. So I think, you know, this could be really good from a regular season standpoint. Russell Westbrook can give LeBron a break. Him and Anthony Davis, I think, could be a deadly combination in regular season games. But also, the Lakers aren't done. So I think, regardless, they're going to be a really good regular season team. As far as the playoffs, 
they're they're going to need to make more moves, and I think they will make more moves. I know like some of the other players that have been talked about. Obviously, Carmelo Anthony's been rumored. Um, Demar Derozan's another guy. I'm not sure if they're going to have the ability to get him or not. Um, and then other guys like Buddy Heald, who obviously it's going to be tougher to get him now. But they they clearly need shooting, right? They gave up one of their most reliable shooters in KCP. Uh, they're going to need to replace that with someone who is a very reliable shooter in order to win another championship. Uh, with the team currently as constructed, I feel like there's just going to be a series where it, it's they're going to have a lot of shooting woes, and that could be the downfall of them unless they do uh, make some moves. Uh, from the Wizards' standpoint, I mean, they, they do get some pretty decent—they get some all right assets here. I mean, I'm not a big believer in Kuzma, but— you know, you could still make the argument he's young, maybe new change of scenery, maybe he could turn around. I mean, Harrell, you know, just two years ago was like a six-man-of-the-year candidate. And then they get the number 22 pick, which is Isaiah Jackson. So not bad for the Wizards. Um, I, I think there's certainly, in the short term, going to be a little worse with Beal. So you can argue if you're trying to keep Beal. I, I don't know. Does this make it more likely that they can keep Beal? It's, it's kind of hard to say, but I think they're going to be worse next year. But in the long term, um, you are getting more assets, I think. So I have so many things to say with what you said because you, you said a lot of great stuff. Um, and let's start with Westbrook on the Lakers. This is not a good fit. I don't like completely understand. They were going to get Buddy Heald, and it seemed like they were getting Buddy Heald for a little bit less. Buddy Heald seems like a perfect person for the Lakers currently. Does he not, Trevor? Like, that seems like the exact person we need on the Lakers. Absolutely. I think Buddy Heald would be a great fit with LeBron. Um, he's he's known for his shooting. That's his signature skill. So, yes, that would be a very good fit with LeBron. Now, now the good thing about Westbrook, like you said, is this will let LeBron rest more. We cannot have LeBron on the field, or on the court, excuse me, have Russin alone or Russin with AD, and those guys can really go for a while. LeBron can sit and be more rested this year for sure. Uh, those two stars can definitely play by themselves. And honestly, those two stars, much better fit. Like, they're actually a pretty decent fit together. I do not get what's happening. They need to have more pieces in the shooting area, for sure, um, to be able to compete with, like, a Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't see, I don't get me wrong, this team's going to be really good. I mean, three All-Stars on a team, and they're buddies. I mean, they're going to gel. Maybe it's not the first couple months or even first year, but it'll happen, you know? Um I'm I'm worried about playing against a top tier team like a like a, the Nets who have an enormous amount of shooting. Uh, Katie being able to guard LeBron, you know, it's I'm I'm interested with that. I don't see them beating that team. I just don't. Um, but we'll see what else they do. You know, there's more moves to be done. Um, I, I I'm hoping it pans out. Obviously, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Um, I'm trying to remember what else you said. Uh, I don't really remember. So I'll pass it to Ben. Ben, any <laughs> thoughts on this trade? Yeah. I'll I'm not a huge fan of trade and it, pretty much for everything that, that you two just said. And I, again, I think Trevor made a really good point when he said that, like the thing, whole thing with LeBron last year was like, yo, LeBron needs shooters. So why are you bringing in Russell Westbrook? Like Russell Westbrook is by no means a shooter. Um, so again, I don't love the trade. And again, if I'm wrong, I have no problem saying I'll be wrong. Like, I'll be the first person to tell you if it works out. Cool. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. I like LeBron. I'm, I'm cool. I like, I like Westbrook too. So I'm cool with them playing together, but just practically, I just don't, necessarily have a whole lot of faith in it and again brandon you made a point of like maybe it might take some time for chemistry maybe it might take more than a year at this point in lebron's career like i don't think you can you can yeah do that. he doesn't really have that. like he's gonna yeah. be 37 here in like five months six months okay like we're not at a point where you can go oh give it a year or so. like no like lebron's running out of time 
Okay, I get it. He's great, and, like, he was hurt last year, and that's part of the reason why his production was down. All right, but he's still going to be 37. Like, you can't be like, oh, give it a year, and him and Westbrook will work out. No, like, LeBron needs people to win now. Like, he's running out of time. He has to win now, and I just don't know if Westbrook is necessarily that person. I will say, though, and Trevor made a good point, it's not like the Lakers are done. Free agency starts soon. The Lakers are going to add more more weapons to, I'm not, to their team. I'm not worried about that. Um, I mean, they're the Lakers. They can get free agents. They got LeBron. Um, but, again, I just – I don't know. And I'm not an expert. I'm not the person making this. They're getting paid a lot of money to make these deals. Um, but I just – I don't necessarily agree with, with what I've seen of Russell Westbrook recently. Um, again, he's a great player. He's an all-star. But he's just not the – he's not the team player I think that LeBron needs um, and Anthony Davis need to, to really be a, you know, a, a top team in the NBA at the moment. Well, and here's yeah. Here's the here's the last point I just wanted to make quickly um, because I, I was a little down on it initially in what I was saying. I think the good thing about getting Westbrook is you look at him compared to someone like Dennis Schroeder, who wasn't like you know he wasn't. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that Dennis Schroeder is not a hard worker. I don't know, but Russell Westbrook very clearly is. He's a very hard worker, um, and he's someone who could kind of you know, bring life into this team and really energize them if they are really struggling, if they're just kind of lackadaisical, if they're relaxed, which at points they were last season. You know, they were very much just like kind of, we got this, we have LeBron AD, we're talented, you know, we kind of, we got it. And I think with Russell Westbrook, I don't think that's going to fly. I think he's very much um, someone who always has his foot on the gas, um, even if that means he's taken a little too many shots. But I think that's a good thing for... Uh, the Lakers, and also if Westbrook really, like, if he really is locked in defensively, he can still be a really good defender. That It's just a little inconsistent, but if he's locked in um, defensively, then that can also really benefit the Lakers, and if that's the case, they will be the best defensive team in basketball, no doubt about it. I, I would say not even close. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because if, if Russ has to take a more passive role, I'm not saying he can't score 20 you know, plus a game, but the ball is not going to be in his hands like it has been before at all. Um, you know, he's played with great players in the past, without a doubt, but I, this is a completely different challenge. You know, a lot of the players he's played with, I think, have gelled a little bit better. You know, maybe not him and Harden as much. Um, but we'll have to see. I don't know. Maybe we were, we're wrong about it, but I don't know. I just don't see this being successful in the sense of winning a championship. I hope so, but I just don't see it. Um, to to kind of continue with this, Trevor... Uh, NBA free agency, you know, in full swing. We just had the draft. We've seen a ton of different potential trades going out there. Tons of guys going everywhere. Uh, a couple thoughts on free agency. Yeah. So uh, first, first I'll start with some of the draft thoughts, and then I'll get into a little bit of free agency too. I think that um, first of all, uh, a couple winners. My number one winner. I mean, it has to be Detroit Pistons because they have the best player in the draft. That's Cade Cunningham. They got him at number one. You know, you, you win the the balls in the lottery, whatever. You win the number one pick. You get Cade Cunningham. Huge win for the Detroit Pistons because I think Cade's going to be awesome. I think he was the surefire number one pick. And um, I, I just really believe in him. Watching him at Oklahoma State, um, you know, I, I watch a lot of Big 12 basketball because I'm a West Virginia fan. So I watched Cade quite a bit. And I, I truly believe in him. So I think that they're a big winner. Another one, um, I think the Charlotte Hornets are actually a big winner. I, I actually love some of the moves they made. Um, they got James Booknight, the guard from UConn, at number 11. I thought this was pretty low, a little bit of a steal here, because I think James Booknight 
Uh, Should have probably went, like, OKC could have taken them at number six, for instance. Instead, they took Josh Giddy from Australia. Don't think that's a good move by OKC, by the way. But uh, the Charlotte Hornets, they get him. They also get Kai Jones at number 19, a uh, big man from Texas who I also really like. And I think Kai Jones is one of the, definitely one of the best big men in this draft. I mean, Evan Moby's the best, but behind him, I mean, you could argue he's he would be the second best as far as just bigs. So I like the value here at 19. Um, obviously, in recent years, I think it's become clear that teams, you know, aren't necessarily uh, taking some of these big guys as high as they used to, right? Like, you look at a guy like, uh, for instance, Jackson Hayes was taken with, like, the number eight pick a few years ago by the Pelicans. Uh, similar, I think some similarities to Kai Jones. And for the Hornets to get him at 19, I think that's very good value there. Um, they also get JT Thor from Auburn. And they get my guy, Scotty Lewis, uh, late in the draft at number 56. Obviously, a guy who I was very uh, high on and pretty wrong on. But uh, nevertheless, I like what the Hornets did. I think they're a big winner. Uh, and one last winner, the Orlando Magic. Um, they get a big steal in Jalen Suggs at the number five pick when I think he's the second best player in the draft personally. Um, so they get him. They also get uh, your guy, Brandon Franz Wagner, at the number eight pick. I think he could come in right away and uh, be a pretty good, uh, pretty decent role player uh, pretty much right off the bat. You know, I think Wagner, obviously, he's a very good 3 and D, uh, shoots well, um, and I think he could play a pretty good role as, you know, the, the third, fourth, fifth option, whatever you want to call it for the Magic. So I kind of like what they're doing over in Orlando, what they have building. They got a lot of young assets, obviously getting off of Vucevic uh, has so far proved to be a good move, I would say. Um, so yeah, I, I think Orlando's the last winner. And then uh, just some quick losers. Again, I think OKC's probably one of them because they got Josh Gideon. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Josh Giddy will end up being awesome. But taking him at number six seems pretty high to me. They had Davion Mitchell on the board they could have taken. They had James Booknight, and they decided to pass on both of them. So don't love that. Uh, and another one would be the Spurs. You know, the Spurs, for as good of an organization as they have been for so long with Greg Popovich, their drafting has been kind of strange the past few years. Um, at the number 12 pick, they took Josh Primo, a guard from Alabama, who was like the third best player on Alabama last year, maybe the fourth best player. And I know he's young. I know he like just turned 18, not too long ago. So he's super young and he's a good shooter, but I don't know, just weird to me. Um, but those were some of my quick draft thoughts. Um, do, do either of you guys have any draft thoughts that you want to mention? I guess Ben, um, I, I think you probably agree with me on the Jalen Suggs thing, right? Yeah, Trevor, I was about to say my only draft thought is that Jalen Suggs was disrespected. He fell about three spots too low. I would have I drafted. If I was the Rockets, I would have drafted him number two. But that's just me. I'm biased. I like Jalen yeah. Suggs. Um, realistically, I would have liked to see him go to the Raptors. I do think the Raptors are a good organization. That would have been cool. Um, I told you when it happened, I don't like him going to the Magic because the Magic are terrible, and they're always terrible. I just feel like it's a not a very not a great organization, at least recently, with their with their draft picks. And I don't people have not panned out the way that they would have liked it too. So hopefully Jalen Suggs can, can change that trend a little bit. Um, but I would have liked to see him go to a, a team, not the magic, but it's whatever. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's exit the, the NBA for today and go to our, our ending topics in the NFL. Um, as we are ramping up into the NFL season, which I cannot wait for. Um, and we have some fun plans for the, the NFL season coming up on this podcast. Um, but let's let's talk about a man that, for whatever reason, was in the news way too much. Um, it never made sense to me. Finally, there's actually some news about him. And it's exactly what I said would happen. Um, we have Aaron Rodgers is returning to the Packers. I said since the beginning, he's not leaving the Packers at least this year. 
Um, and it uh, doesn't seem like he's going to be leaving this year uh, as he has signed his uh, one. It's it reworked his contract, but I guess, you know, reached some sort of agreement for this year. Um, and he'll be back. Uh, the, the, the Packers will be good. Uh, will they be great? I don't know. He did win the MVP award last year. He was fabulous. 4,300 yards, 48 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Um, he played just so well. Um, I mean, there's really not like an enormous amount to add. I, th- I think we all kind of knew this was coming. So anything you guys want to add to Rodgers being back? Well, I'll, I'll admit, first off, I did not think this was going to happen. I thought he was going to be, be traded at some point. Um, I, I didn't necessarily know that they would agree to a deal like this. It seems like they found a compromise that works for both parties, um, although the relationship obviously by no means is fixed, not even close uh, with the organization no. and Rodgers. Um, but he's coming back, you know, kind of like a last dance. He had the post uh, with MJ and Pippen, which, uh, by the way, like Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you should be posting that. Like, uh, you know, you've won one Super Bowl, and uh, that one wasn't even with um, Devontae Adams. So I, I don't know. A little strange to me. But now that he's coming back, I don't see why the Packers shouldn't be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they have a pretty similar roster as they did last year. You know, they had probably the arguably the best offense in the NFL last year. Yes, defensively, they could still, you know, use some work, make some changes here. But I, I, I don't see how they're not going to be very good again. Will, will they win a Super Bowl this year? I don't know. You know, time will tell. My, my guess would be no, they won't, to be honest, because I still think there's at least two teams better than them. But I think they're definitely in the mix like they are most years with Aaron Rodgers. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens this season. And then, obviously, next summer, um, assuming that I, I, I would believe that next summer there will be some kind of move, he will go to some other team, or maybe he'll retire. I, I don't know. But after next season, and, again, I just said a couple months ago, I don't think he'll be on the Packers this upcoming season, or at least I don't think he'll play in a game of the Packers. And then now hmm. I would say I don't think he'll play next season. So who knows? Maybe things will change uh, by then, so it, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll have to see where he goes next year. It seems like he'll be done in, in Green Bay, but I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, moving forward, we had a, a pretty upsetting injury, I think. Uh, we can all agree Carson Wentz is out indefinitely. Uh, he got this foot injury. I feel bad for Carson Wentz because I, I really think he was, I think he'll really excel on the Colts. I think this is a really good spot for him. Um, and, you know, it just kind of sucks that this happened. I don't know how long he's going to be sidelined, how long he'll be out. Uh, they say they, they don't consider it to be season-ending, which is good. Um, but he can't get this time to gel with the team, and that's going to stunt his growth there. Um, so this is pretty upsetting. Again, and I don't know if we need to mention an enormous amount more on this, but, uh, you know, I'll leave it up to either of you if you want to add any comments. I'll just say really quickly, um, obviously it stinks that – Carson Wentz is—he's a really cool dude. Like he's easy to root for, and obviously he's had a lot of injuries in his career, so it's tough to see. Um, but if anything, like it's tough because I think it would have been cool to watch him play him for the Colts because, like we saw last year with Philip Rivers, this whole like come to the Colts for a year thing, like it worked for Philip Rivers last year. I was excited to see what Carson Wentz could do in his first year um, on the Colts because, again, like I, I kind of like the idea of the Colts now having this reputation of like signing these free agent quarterbacks ever since Andrew luck retired like i just think it would have been cool to see carson wentz on a new team mm-hmm. um and maybe that's just because like i didn't necessarily like the eagles so i didn't like watching on the eagles but like i don't have anything anything against the colts so like i i just think it would have been cool to see him on a new team see how he could do you know on, a, on a, a, a different team for the first time in his career so again i don't know the specifics of his injury i don't i don't know anything about it but um i'm hoping he can i can see him play 
for the Colts either this year or in the future. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's upsetting because, like I said, he's a he's a cool dude and he's an easy person um, to root for. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, let's move on to our final little topic. We had big news in the uh, the Cleveland Browns camp. Nick Chubb was extended for a three-year, $36.6 million deal, including $20 million in guarantees, averaging the salary at $12.2 million a year. Um, I have many thoughts on this, actually. I, I mean, sadly, I love this deal for the Browns. Uh, to me, he's... I would never pay a running back, so I think it's a it's a loss in that aspect. But for the fact that you have this amazing running back that you kind of have to give a deal for, you know, deal to, it's worth it in that sense. You know, because, I mean, he is one of the best running backs in the league. We can all agree on that. Um, I just personally don't like paying running backs. I don't think it ever pans out. However, in terms of paying a running back, uh, this deal is 2 to 3 maybe even $4 million less than I thought it would be, average per year. Um, and additionally, it's not for super-duper long. Now, granted... If he doesn't play up to it, from my understanding of what the cap values are, the third year um, is a is a is a huge cap hit if they take it on. It's like fifteen or sixteen million. Um, it's definitely backloaded in that sense, um, with only guarantees of like six or seven million. So if they cut him, they save eight or nine million dollars, something around there. Um, so if he's not playing up to standard, there's a chance he will not be the third year. However, I don't think that'll be the case. I think Nick Chubb is really really good. They have four of their five offensive linemen. Uh, under contract for quite a while, so that's great. This trade, I really think, is a win collectively for Chubb and the Browns and Browns fans. I, I, this trade was a really, really, really great trade. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think this is an amazing trade for the Browns. Or not trade, excuse me, extension. Or extension, yeah, yeah <laughs> trade. Um, I think this is an amazing extension uh, for, for the Browns in particular and Browns fans. You know, three years, $36 million. You know, Chubb, he's currently 25 years old. Uh, once the, the extension ends, I believe it'll be either 28 or 29. Um, so I, I think it's good. Um, you know, you never know, like with injuries and just, you know, kind of the life of a running back gets shorter than a lot of other positions. Um, so going mm-hmm. a lot longer than three years wouldn't be all that smart. So I think it's good. I think three years is a, a perfect yep. amount. Um, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Chubb, I agree. at least for sure this year, will be one of the top three, I would say, running backs in the NFL. Yeah, he's definitely going to be up there, and he'll be 29 at the end of the contract. It really is a pretty friendly contract for both sides. He wanted to be out of that contract in three years so he can you know, kind of re-up instead of doing something like Chubb did, or excuse me, not Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, five years, hundred-some million, where he's probably not going to make much more after that. Um, which, don't get me wrong, still a big contract. But Ben, any final thoughts on Nick Chubb uh, before we kind of end the podcast for today? Yeah, no, I think I think for the Browns, it's a really good contract because, again, what would you say, Brendan, $12 million a year average? Is that what it averages out to? Yeah, yeah. 12.2. So, yep. I mean, there's plenty of people that would that would argue that he's the best running back in the NFL, right? I mean, yeah. you can I make an argument. argument for it. And, yeah. and I'm just looking at, you know, other – his fellow running backs in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey's making 16 mil. Alvin Kamara's making 15 mil. So you can get – arguably, if you think the best running back in the NFL, you have that's fine. Like, you can think that for $12.2 million a year – I mean, based on what I'm seeing, other running backs at his caliber getting paid, seems like a pretty good deal for the Browns. So, um, again, I hate saying this, but credit to the Browns. Actually, I, I think it's a really good deal for them because what it does is it takes they, it allows them to open up those four or five million dollars that he could have got paid and you know put it into free agency and get some more weapons around uh, him and I guess Baker if you Baker's a franchise quarterback, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so good for the Browns. I'm actually I'm very impressed with this with with this deal because I do think that Nick Chubb is a fantastic running back. Yeah, it seems like they saved, you know, two to three million dollars uh, per year. So yeah. good savings for the Browns. Good job all around. 
Um, but I think, you know, somehow we're ending an episode on praising the Browns. I guess this is a weird episode. Um, but we will end the episode there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, we really, really appreciate all the support on the podcast. Of course, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, leave that five-star review if you enjoyed it. Of course, follow the Small Ballers on Twitter at the Small Baller or the link in the description. Um, we have some fun stuff cooking up um, for the Small Baller Podcast Network. Um, so stay tuned for that. Of course, follow that Twitter so you know when, when that fun stuff comes out. Um, and, of course, we have the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast. comes out every single Friday at noon, uh, recapping the following week of Big Brother. And I, I'm telling you, if, if you guys aren't into Big Brother, you're really missing out this season. I mean, this is going uh, – Trevor, Ben, you guys say, thinking this might go down as one of the best seasons of Big Brother? Might be. Might be. We'll see, dude. It's still early. We'll see. It's early, but it's it's been great so far. So, you know, tune into that podcast. It's been really, really fun. Uh, but with that being said, thank you all so much for the support, and you see you guys next time. Go Falcons.